Welcome to the Quack Hole Podcast, the most official, unofficial Oregon Ducks podcast on the web photosphere. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Quack 12 Podcast or visit our website, quack12podcast.com. If you like what you hear, please leave us five stars on your listening device. And if you'd like to support the show, please visit the Quack 12 Patreon page, where for a measly $5 a month, you can become an official Quacky and unlock hundreds of hours of Oregon Duck content. On to the show. Quack. 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 Wow. I am your host, Adam Jamal. And I am Aaron Shababa. That is right. And this is the Quack 12 Podcast, the most official, unofficial Oregon Ducks sporting podcast on the web footosphere in Aaron. Yes, sir. We have so much to talk about. We have we just completely destroyed Arizona State. We are ten and one. Yep. We are upcoming platy about to take on the Beavers for what could be the game that gets us into the Pac twelve championship game. And then women's- on to the national championship. Hey, don't jinx us. We got women's basketball doing things. We got men's basketball trying to survive. Yes. But most importantly, the thing we need to talk about first and foremost, possibly in most depth, is this video of this drunk man peeing in Reeser Stadium. And we should note that uh, it's okay. Let's just get into it. We'll talk about why. We'll talk about about why we're watching this. Yes, this is a full-grown man peeing. He's holding his beard uh, completely wasted out of his mind. Hanging out with a bunch of fellow Beaver fans. This looks like halftime. Peeing in public. A Washington fan, I think, is furious. Um, yeah, it's about that's about the breakdown. I, it's of the a vibe. It's a vibe. And it's I don't know. Th- yeah, there we go. We're good. We can get rid of that. Um Full disclosure, yeah. we, we this is the first part of the episode, but we are actually recording it second, which is why you will hear the introduction of this video in the second part. We thought it was important to bring it up in the beginning here, though. Right. Because uh, that's nasty. Well, because I have uh, I have the take to end all takes, that is accurate, because apparently what we learned in part two, mm-hmm. I learned, is that uh, there's a bit of a mystery of what kind of fan this is. We don't know he's, if he's a yeah beaver. Is he a husky? Well, this is where I'm just going to be able to put that to bed real fast. It's obviously mm-hmm. a beave. You think it's a beave? Why is that? And I do. The reason why is because the beaves lost, right? Yes, they did. And so this man is obviously drunk as shit. Well, this is halftime. And this is halftime? I he's think still- so, because you... Look in the background, the stadium's still totally full. So what a, is the yeah. score at halftime? Uh, Beef's down, so he's, he's sad. Right, he's this sad dude drinking. is piss-ass drunk, literally. Mm-hmm. And you ever get in one of those mentalities where you're kind of like super drunk, and then you start like pass, yeah. working out the thing you're you're mad about, but then you find an inanimate object 
to be mad at for it, and so you piss on it. That is what we're seeing. He is Mm. seeing the fact that the Pac-12 is dead, his Mm. team is not doing good, Yes, and all of his fucking money went to this brand new stadium. The stadium (laughs) is not where the money should be going. The stadium Uh is the problem. I'm Mm going to pee on it. Well, first of all, Beavers I'd like to, fan. I'd like to apologize <laughs> to my grandma who may be listening to this. Uh, right. Quick recovery. Sorry for the swear words early on. We'll do better. Don't worry. We're not going to swear anymore in the show. Right. Second of all, there is the possibility that is a husky marking its territory. Have you ever thought of that? A husky? It's a husky fan. Why? I mean, I mean, it is a husky fan, but I mean a fan of the Washington Huskies is what I meant. <laughs> but... <laughs> You said it was between the Beavers and Wazoo. No, Washington. If I oh. said Wazoo, it was a mistake on my part. No, I still think it was Beavs. You still think it was the Beavs? Well, we'll yeah, it because out. it's we'll just have them on the show. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a guy who's inebriated beyond belief that is upset mm-hmm. about what's happening and has worked his way through logic to blaming the stadium. I don't think he's upset. I think he's literally so wasted that he's just like, I need to pee. I'll do it right here. But anyways, Aaron, let's get you into some. Think, yeah. Because he, well, it's also, I. it's weird that it's halftime because it did feel kind of busy like everyone's leaving. So maybe the lines halftime. are packed for the bathroom. I don't know it's halftime. But okay. anytime, you know, when you're at a football game, anytime there's any kind of like, oh, that drive ended. Yeah. There's always a big exodus of like, I'm going to go get some cheese fries or something like that. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Halftime but, is when the bathrooms, everyone goes to the bathroom as well. Absolutely. So that makes sense. Bathrooms well, are all filled up. He's got to take a pee pee. The weird part, upon reviewing it a second time, mm-hmm. was everyone that was obviously with him still standing so far apart and just kind of watching him. They're do it. kind of they're clearly covering up for him. But you feel like you would Oregon do like State. your back to him, you know, to kind of create a. Walls, they kind of are creating a wall. They didn't um, even try to go well, to how close a, an actual stand next, wall. How close are you going to stand next to the dude who's pissing to? And like clearly, the splatter's going everywhere in Anyways, the wide open. That's Aaron, the whole thing. We need to talk about less important things. Yeah, I know, but I can't. Which is duck basketball. All I right. want to go straight in Oregon women's basketball. <laughs> I still am trying to not be a negative Nancy about this team. Okay. There's certainly some very there's, hard-looking women on this squad. Yeah, there's no there's no reason to be a negative Nancy because no. the only way you can be one is to constantly evaluate them on their predecessors, which is an impossible task and one that we yeah. should just remove. Yeah, I'm trying so not team. to do that. I'm trying not yeah. to do that. I'm trying to, to judge them off. You know what this oh, no. team is this year, oh, and no. I'm trying to judge them what Kelly Graves has said. You know he wants this team to be. I'm trying to take the man for his word. Oh, the so defense want, thing. Yeah, we want to be oh, defense shit. first. Team. So, and your negative Nancy still fuck. And remember, remember, we said maybe we can just hold teams below 69, and maybe that's enough for us to win. You know. Yeah. Well. We did not, in fact, hold uh, Santa Clara, who was picked third in their conference, which oh, is shit. not a major conference. Um, hey, but, dude, don't diminish. 
Still I third. Whatever, Third's dude. third. Yeah, sure, whatever. Um, <laughs> they beat so us. They're, right? they're not the best team in the WCC, I'll tell you that much. But um, Right. And they beat they us, probably. In, they come in to Matt oh. Knight Arena. Right? Oh, boy. And, you hate uh, to hear it. You hate to hear it, Adam. <laughs> they're like definitely double. They're double digit underdogs Fuck. coming in, uh-huh. taking on Oregon. We've had that one unfortunate injury, but overall we're a healthy squad. We got everyone that we really want. Um, this is a you know it's a solid team. We were hoping for a good good matchup. Aaron, they yes, hit sir? twelve three pointers in the first half. Wait, say that again. They hit 12 three-pointers in the first half, which helped them build up. Is that a thing that they do, apparently? They're a pretty decent three-point shooting team, but this is them shooting just lights out and having the game of their freaking lives. Good for them, I guess. Not only that. Not only that, but they actually do go on a 25-point run. So un so just a stretch of the game where they score twenty five uh, uninterrupted points. Can you believe that this Oregon defense? That's apparently the the only thing we're gonna be able to hold our hat on or hang now, our hat on. Now I know we don't want to get too deep into the nuts and bolts of basketball this early hey, on in can, the baby. season. Yeah, uh, but is. There's something that we were misreading by some random chance that was allowing them to take advantage of three points? Literally. I mean, we could have absolutely played better three-point defense. At the same time, they were just, you know, sometimes the other team when is you're, just going to— When it's hot, it's hot. When it's hot, it's hot. But Entropy, that's why baby. when your team and when the coach is out there saying, we can't— win games um, by just pure talent, by just going on huge runs. We can't go into big deficits and rally back because we don't have the skill and the talent, which is basically actually what Kelly Graves has said. Um, Then, yeah, you're going to lose to games. like, Like, if there's only one way you can win, which is just locking down on defense and then barely outscoring them... Then mm-hmm. your margin for victory is very, very small. And in this one we got we got straight up blown out. Eighty nine to fifty. Eighty nine to fifty. What's also pretty Well, they're sad third here, place in their in their pack thing. In a worse conference. conference though. And third so, place. They're, they're still the they're best projected. over there. Okay, so if we were in that worst conference, we yeah. would be worse than them. That does oh, not make shit. you feel better. That is a great, okay, right, we now I in, see the... We are in a, in a better way conference. better conference. Right. Like, mm-hmm. this is not mm-hmm. even close to the best team we're going to play, and we are going to get humiliated no, when it comes no. to the play. It's all okay. good. It's all good, all right. baby shakes. Never we're mind, early. it's all good. Yeah, we're early in the season. One thing that scared me, too, in this game... We're going to get these wrinkles out. I hope so. I hope so. It's yeah. possible. It's possible. Um, one thing that really worried me, too, is like, okay, so we got outscored 31-12 to 12 in the first quarter. That's rough, obviously. But you're hoping that by the second half and certainly by the fourth quarter, you're hoping that you're rallying back 
that mm-hmm. you know, you're you're playing with some more effort. We still got our starters out there. We're trying to cut this lead down. We scored six goddamn points in the fourth quarter with our starters in. Six points against a team that we should be able to compete against. Well, I think that just shows that I was right last week when I said in practices it seems like maybe we're focusing more on defense and yeah, not on shooting. Yeah, I mean... Kelly Graves There's a positive said, in here, my dude. There is a positive in here. Don't even get me started on the coaching because you know I'll go negative and I'll go dark and I'll go really bad right. really quick, and we're trying to do this for Granny. Well, Kelly we're trying Graves, to stay upbeat. Kelly Graves said this. He didn't yes. have this to say. He said, first of all, that we need to work on everything. He said offense, defense, special teams, everything. Um, Duh. And then hey, he, really, uh, dude? But see, this guy. <laughs> hold on. Yes. He also said, we need to flush this game down the toilet, which made me laugh, which I agree with. Uh, this is his, he said, and I think most people would agree, well, he said this was up there with, like, you know, this is one of his two worst losses at Oregon. His mm-hmm. worst loss, and like, you know, statistically, absolutely. Um, his first worst loss, he said, was against UConn in like 2017. Because that was UConn and this is Santa Clara, I'm willing to say this is his worst loss, period, in school history. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this is like a 30-plus point loss. Uh, and the, the people we needed to rely on are big scorers. Chance Gray was 5 of 10 from the floor, 1 of 5 from three-point range. She is our three-point shooter, too. She's like right. the one well, reliable. Sound- yeah. I mean, uh, Sophia Bell, 4 yeah. of 8. Two of six from three-point land. Uh, those were our two double-digit scores. Everyone else <sighs> scored under that. And I think what really hurts, too, is Filipina Che. Two points, both off free throws. Zero of three from the floor. Wow. Five rebounds. What's that's going on? Just that's just not going to cut it. That's just that's not, not uh, That's That's I locker think, room shit. Yeah. That's off well, court I mean, chemistry shit. Well, that's what in like Kelly Graves, this again, this quote did not inspire confidence from me. Was just like, we need to find a way to inspire these players. It's like yeah. shit, bro. If that's because if at you're because right he's not able to do it. If I was in I mean the the correct answer to his statement there is okay, you're fired. <laughs> uh <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> Uh, because if I was in the if I was in that press room, I would go. My one question would be: Is this a cold or is this COVID? Like, what are you doing? Oh, dude, are, this you is got not, you got uh, a fix here. This is nothing to do with illness. Is it? Well, this is no. Sad I know, too. no. It's a metaphor. Yeah, I, know, I get it. Uh, this is what I say. <laughs> I was. It's a uh, metaphor. The other thing is, if you're going to be a low scoring team, one thing you're going to be need need to do is get to the free throw line by playing aggressive. Right. And smart, and then hitting those free throws. Well, we shot seventy five percent from the free throw line. That's actually amazing. Yeah. Until you look at, we only went there twice, and we were three of four. Wow. We shot thirty five percent from the floor, which is not good, and twenty three percent from three point line. Please tell me there's another women's game to bring us up from this. No, uh, tonight there is. Tonight there is. Okay. Uh, they also 
out rebounded us, which forty to thirty. I, That's the I, number one rule of defense is rebound. You would hope so. And with Phil Pinoche, like that's what we're really relying on. We're like, you're the tallest player we've ever had in program history, and you got Dude, five rebounds. I'm I I don't like that comment from Grace. Push it down the toilet. No. Oh, uh, find a way to inspire them. Yeah, yeah, it's like, dude, what? I mean, yeah. that's like looking in the mirror and uh, thinking you're a vampire because you don't see anything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I get it, but I love that metaphor. Uh, Aaron, <laughs> up next is so today, um, Nevada at six thirty p.m. on Mountain West Network. I don't even know. I'll be listening to that one on the radio too. Mm-hmm. And then we got a game against Portland, which, if I'm being honest, none of these games, no game is a gimme if we're going to play this poorly. Yeah, um, yep, it's true. That's, I'm done talking about women's basketball. Let's talk about men's basketball. Basically, with women's I'll say this. Okay. With women's basketball, I am, I am honestly being like, I hope I'm pleasantly surprised with Kelly Graves. Um, I'm expecting more likely... For the rest of the fan base to kind of join the Quack 12 with our opinions on Kelly Graves just not being enough. When Pac-12 play comes and we right. just get, go on, just like last year, go on big losing streaks. Mm-hmm. Not looking competitive even. Dude. That's what I think is going to happen. It's anyways, so dark. Let's go into somewhat similar but also very different situation in Oregon men's basketball. Now, okay. with Dana Altman, I, I'm still going to go to the map for Dana Altman. He is a great coach. He knows how to coach up players. He knows how to get a whole team locked in late, usually. The last couple of seasons hasn't really been happening, but I still really like the guy. He's also had terrible injury luck, and this could be his worst season yet for terrible injury luck. What? Because not only have like big time players that we were hoping were going to come in and immediately give us like the talent in the in the youth that we were looking for yeah in um uh Shellstad and Cook both of which Shellstad's still ruled out indefinitely still recovering from the offseason knee surgery we don't quite know when he's coming back um Cook supposedly early December so that's good and then we have two new additions to the injury list. And these are tough ones because what we were relying on is like, okay, so we don't have those young players, but we have two seven-footers that are problems against other teams that don't you know, usually have that kind of height uh, to go against us. So we got these two giant towers here uh, in Nate Biddle. And Enfoli Dante. Enfoli Dante always having knee problems. Even, you know, he played that first game, had a great game, sat out the second one, sat out the third one as well. But we were like, okay, but we got Nate Biddle. Nate Biddle is rapidly improving every year. Still seven foot, you know. Um, Nate Biddle <laughs> gets out. In, uh, I believe this is the game against um, uh, Tennessee State, I do believe. Uh, my apologies for not remembering who the hell we play, but yeah. So he gets a wrist injury in that victory. It, luckily, it was a, a victory for the Ducks, but so Nate Biddle is out for an indeterminate amount of time. I believe, I saw some people kind of Bro. talking like three to four weeks maybe. 
So we don't know the situations with the big talls, with the big men, with the tall furs. Mm-hmm. Um, it could have been a situation where Dana Altman is like, I want them to get healthy. You know, like sure. I, I don't want to rush them. The The competition is is not as tough as it's going to be in the near future. Right. And so I'm going to rest my big men and then they'll be ready for the next one. Uh, that's what you hope. Uh, with all that, you know, with all that common knowledge there, the team is doing well, actually, I would say. I, I mean, the team is still undefeated. We yeah. are 4-0. Yeah. This, and every single win feels like, with all these injuries to key players that would be starters, it feels like, well, okay, we're playing with house money. And we're showing up. So against Tennessee State, which is the game Nate Biddle got injured, yeah. we beat them in Eugene 92-67. to 67. Pretty bad. That's ass. the exact kind of score you want to see. You want to see 96 points every game. Boom, period. That's well, all I want ever. We, Give me him. We scored 92, but yeah. No, um, it doesn't matter. I want an idea. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, against Florida A&M. So Florida A&M, this okay. is, uh, uh, we actually went to Tallahassee. Dang. This is, oh, uh, right. This yeah. was our first road test to see how we do. Right, right, yeah. right. And Florida A&M is a pretty good program. It's definitely a program right. we should win, especially if and we I mean, had everybody. And I mean, that's a hell of a trip. That's as far mm-hmm. as you can go. Yeah, that's pretty freaking far. And we didn't have our two seven-footers there, so all of a sudden we're having to play a different style of game. But Dana Altman is a fucking good coach. Sorry, Grandma. Uh, is a really good coach. And so he got, like, we played small ball. Um, I mean, Kwame Evans Jr. was out there. He's a big guy. But, you know, he's a young guy, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and we won. We won small ball, baby. We only had eight scholarship players available for this game, which is not a lot for a basketball team. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, Zarzuela did great. He led all, or he led the Ducks with 14 points, three of eight from the floor. Not great. One of four from three point range, but this is important because this is this team's actual Achilles heel besides like, you know, uh, injury seven of seven from the free throw line. Zarzuela hit every goddamn free throw. Wow. And that is awesome for a team that is so bad uh overall in this game we shot 61 percent from the charity stripe which isn't elite but for us hey that was a good game hey. like and and again this game because uh at halftime we only led by one point both teams defenses really stood up and shut out the other team basically it was 20 cool. to 27 wow um like we did have the lead but it was looking like it was going to be a game, especially with their home crowd really getting into it. Mm-hmm. But second half, we started hitting the threes, um, specifically uh, Jadrian Tracy, who uh, got his first start for the Ducks, and it was nice to see him, you know, uh, especially like right now when we need a playmaker. He got out there and he hit 13 points, or it made 13 points. And once he started hitting threes, we were able to distance ourselves. Late in the game, it was like a nine-point lead, and it was very late, and so that was the point when it was like, okay, uh, uh, like, fam, you, we're going to start fouling the Ducks because we know they're terrible at hitting free throws. Oh, shit. 
And right. he responded by hitting the free throws. And so it wasn't that big of a deal. Dude. Like that's, well, that's, that's what it comes down to. I got to tell you that uh, that is a great uh, end cap to the conversation we were having last week where yeah. that was literally the conversation. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, wow. so I'm feeling pretty good about that. Uh, like okay. One thing that is scary and that shows you we're having to play a totally different game than usual is in the first half, we were out-rebounded by them, which is not normal when we have two seven-footers on the court. Right. But now we were. But in the end, we actually did out-rebound them 34-33, to 33, so we won the Battle of the <laughs> Awards. <laughs> we held them to, like, 37% from the floor. Um, yeah, like, I don't know, man. Like, Brennan Rigsby showed up. Uh, Jermaine Kuznard really helped us stay afloat the first half of the game when we were looking rough. So it's an interesting combo. We even had a um, a walk on out there. James Cooper came and he he put in some minutes. So that's awesome. I'm uh, like, for all of this. It's so much more fun being like rooting for the team who's down. Like you know they they've got a bunch of unfortunate injuries, but they're still fighting hard and still finding ways to win these games. Yep. As opposed to women's, and you're just watching and you're like. I know you're lacking talent, but you're also losing to teams that have about the same level of talent. Yeah, like there's there's no advantage you're getting. Why'd you have to being on this Oregon team? Why'd you Sorry. have to go? Why'd you have to go back to the bad news after we had such a great <laughs> run of good news there? Well, speak of the devil, women's basketball just lost to Santa Clara. Men's next game is against Santa Clara, and oh. I think it's called Niceville, Florida. You ever Niceville, Florida? Yeah. It's probably just like some random suburb around Orlando. I feel like it's somehow actually the most racist city in Florida. <laughs> somehow, somehow, Niceville, Florida. Is Niceville like... <laughs> sounds like a retirement community. Yeah. It's nice. It's nice. Welcome to Niceville. Well, we're going to Niceville, Florida to take on Santa Clara, and then we will play either Alabama or Ohio State. That is uh, Friday, and then it's Saturday for the Alabama and or Ohio State game. Um, in like, Niceville, you know, Al- yeah. Niceville was built around a shopping center. It yeah. on- Niceville is only an incorporated space because there is a shopping center there, and so mm-hmm. they built condos on top. Absolutely. <laughs> the mayor of Niceville is just the dude that owns the most kiosks in no. the world. Like the mayor the mayor of Niceville is Tommy Bahama. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. Well, that being said, Aaron, um so so men's team is like, "Hey, let's see what happens this next week." But if they were to lose, they've got all the reasons in the world why they lost, you know. Right. Well, and for all, for all we know, we could have both seven-footers probably back. hopefully at least one back. And then our games will hopefully go back to normal. Look, if they get if they can rest affordably mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. up until our very first conference game, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I mean exactly. That's kinda how I feel. Like it's college basketball. It's early. Let's just yeah. get through. Let's see what happens. Yeah. It seems practice. like we can manage wins. So yeah. let them be mellow. But I mean also you do want them on the floor just because you don't want them getting out of step. Yeah. You want the reps, and it's going to take mm-hmm. time for the ones who Dang. are injured to get back into game shape. So, Yep. But I mean, we're winning. Yeah. We're winning. I mean, it's just 
it's just so tough when we have to focus so much time on football too to not be able to dive in deeper into the coaching situation. But well, not maybe once we get to conference left. play, that's exactly what we can do. Not too much football left, my man. And on that note, let us jump into a commercial, and then we will get Day on the horn and talk about Oregon ASU, followed by picking apart the pack on oh, this shit. week's Quack 12 podcast. <laughs> well, Aaron, hate to say it, but the time machine is broken. I mean, this whole thing was running off the power of your cell phone. And obviously, when we hit 1894, there's no longer cell service or Wi-Fi connection, so... Not gonna lie, I did not think this through. God almighty, Adam, what are we supposed to do now? I mean, we're in Eugene, Oregon in 1894. We could check out the very first duck game. Maybe it's a good thing. No, it's not good. Look, we've already been here for about five days, and the very first thing I learned living in Eugene, Oregon, is that shows have been banned that are quote-unquote unchaste and demoralizing. And that's kind of the only kind of content we know how to make, dude. We can review every duck season as it happens. Even the children here are freaky. Then post it on the Quack 12 Patreon in the future. I mean, it's just really hard to not spoil, you know, tragic national events. Imagine it, a weekly show dedicated to Oregon football history with two charismatic, time-traveling stoner hosts. We live in the most expensive house in Eugene, and it's a fucking shack. And the most beautiful thing about it? We can charge them a measly five bucks in the future and when we get it in the past, we'll be freaking millionaires comparatively. And I'm talking robber baron status, baby. Adam, I make bugs fight in a shoebox just to simulate television. All listeners would have to do is go to patreon.com quack12 and sign up for hundreds of hours of duck entertainment. But the hooch is good. In fact, it's kind of got me wanting to try my my own hand at it. That's right. For a measly $5 a month, that's patreon.com slash quack12. Now let's go watch them lemon yellows give those hay seeds what for. And keep your eye out for Dr. Schroeder's blueberry wine. And we are <laughs> back on quack. Quack, quack, quack. Aaron, what riveting basketball talk. Am I right? Dude. What an interesting am, point. Yeah, I'm excited uh, to watch the men continue to succeed. And uh, it should be great. We'll see yeah. how it all plays out. And Kelly Graves is still there. All right. Um, Aaron, but as, as we talked a little bit about in the first half, we had a dominating football game, a game that had a lot of good feels because we were going yeah. against Kenny Dillingham, and there's clearly a close connection. Like, there was that point in the game when uh, I think it was Jackson Powers Johnson didn't have his shoe, and then Kenny Dillingham got a penalty called on him for, like, kind of running on the field. But after the game, he told him, he was like, no, it was because I was trying to stop the game because the dude didn't have a shoe on. And he's a super tough guy, but I didn't want him to get his foot stomped on and just be done for the seat. Like, yeah, I, I, again, I was already a huge Kenny Dillingham stan. Now I'm even more so. 
I, I really Dillingham want stands. Dillingham stand. Dilling stands. There you yeah, go. Dilling, Dilling stands. stands. There you go. Um, <laughs> I because people keep talking about like, oh, I can't wait for Utah to run the Big Twelve. Man, I can't wait. I would love for Arizona State to have a huge season next year. That's all I gotta say. But hmm. they got to do better than they did last week. Let's uh, let's get an expert from Addicted to Quack, the managing editor over there, and the film reviewer, Hithla Day. How are you doing, buddy? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing good. I'll be honest. I already told this to Aaron. Um, due to we had to move around some Thanksgiving plans, and and my mm-hmm. my grandma was in the hospital. She's doing well uh-huh. now. Oh, We're, no. I'm Dog trying, ate your homework. Trying not to curse so that my grandma can hear this episode too. So keep that sure, in mind sure, sure. Um, due to a million reasons, I couldn't even watch this game live. I had to go back. I was listening to it on the radio for a while, and then once we were up three thousand to. To zero, I figured. Maybe you mean I can... forty-two to zero? <laughs> yeah, at the half. You mean <laughs> you mean four to zero? Yeah, yeah. It was <laughs> it was bonkers. Um, so I'm excited to to talk with you, Hitler Day, because I for a few little fine details. But this was this was an absolute butt kicking. Am I right? <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, it was. Um, yeah, I uh, mean, garbage time was like midway through the second quarter, <laughs> the start uh, of the second yeah. quarter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I mean, 35 0, when, mm-hmm. when Gary Bryant ran all the way Ooh. through ASU's defense, uh, to put up 35 0. I mean, I it be, because of the, how the coin flip went, I, I wound up so ASU when they were on offense, uh, it was weird when they were on offense. They came out throwing the ball like they only ran the ball twice in their first four possessions, right. um, and uh, and throwing the ball didn't go very well for them. <laughs> um, so like uh, uh, through uh, uh, up until that point, um, when Gary Bryant, you know, made it thirty-five to zero, Man. they had only run seventeen plays, of which fifteen were passes. Hmm. Um, so I, I like had no data, you know, like or just like basically I had like no data on their run game and very little on their passing game. So then that so the game was basically garbage time at that point. So then Arizona State like changes up its offensive, you know, game plan. And that's when they in their fifth drive, mm-hmm. that's when they switch it up and they go. You probably remember this if you are, were sober and remember the game. <laughs> uh is that that's when they switch it up and they really start going to like that's when they start having their tight end take the snap all the time and they start mm-hmm. doing some of those like wildcat you know the big tight end running the ball kind of stuff and they do a lot of those end arounds but like they're and so they're getting like four yards a carry it's when they really they go they switch it up and they go in like a very you know methodical type like let's just get four yards and start to stretch this game out so that like Oregon doesn't make this a hundred to zero mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um which is probably what they should have been doing from the get-go I mean if, if they wanted to win this game like the way that underdogs win games is that they try to make it a low possession high variance game 
right? You know, like they, they try to make it so that like each team only has the ball like four times, you know? So it's like, well, if we only score twice and we can pull off a miracle and only keep them, you know, mm-hmm. scoring, you know, once in a field goal, then like we'll win, right? Like on the other hand, if they make it a high possession game, then just sort of like the natural, you know, the, the, the natural sort of talent will play out so that it's sort of like if you flip a coin twice, you might get two heads, right? If you flip a coin a hundred times, you're going to get 50 tails and 50 heads, you know, like it's going to even out, right? Like mm-hmm. the, the natural, you know, you know, so, so, you, you know, or, or if you're, you're rolling dice, if you roll dice, you know, pair of dice twice, you might get, you know, two pairs of snake eyes. Like, you might listen to the Quack 12 podcast and it's like a bad episode, but if you listen to like a hundred of them, they're pretty mediocre. And I think that kind of sure the same thing. Yeah. So it's like so so the fact that ASU came out throwing the ball and then like had a bunch of three and outs, you know, it was like it was almost like I, I don't wanna I don't wanna say Kenny Dillingham was throwing the game because I don't really think that that was true. But like that was not the typical underdog try to win the game strategy. Um and yet they had the typical underdog try to, you know, slow the game down, you know, s- slow down the onslaught, you know, strategy, you know, in their pocket, which was that fifth drive. So that, you know, OK, so I included that fifth drive, mm-hmm. you know, even though it was after the garbage time, you know, mark of 35 to zero, just so that I could have some rushing plays in the sample to grade <laughs> Oregon's defense on and just that I wasn't grading the entire defense on 17 plays which is like that's way too you know <laughs> tiny of a of a sample so yeah. like so this has been a long answer to a question of of what Aaron usually asks me which is you know when did garbage time begin because <laughs> it's a little more complicated you know this time around uh you know I you know it's so that I could include ASU's fifth drive even though there was like it was very clear that ASU had changed their offensive strategy. Oh, and I should also say the Oregon's defense changed up too. They were sort of backing out to like zone and playing cover two, and they were just trying to like take a, take away deep shots, which they did. Like ASU, they they have a play the clips in my article where Mace Funa flushes Cam Scadabo mm. and he heaves the ball deep. It's actually it's it's very cinematic like what the cameras captured <laughs> mm-hmm. where he heaves the ball and Oregon's in the bare front like the, they pulled their nickel and uh and so it's single coverage there's no safety help and it's you know Kyrie Jackson versus uh Elijah Badger their best receiver mm-hmm. and I mean Jackson knocks that shit out of the sky man like oh sorry Abuela uh, uh <laughs> yeah uh, it's cool, it's cool. Bu- Buena Salud like uh <laughs> um yeah, 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 yeah. He knocks that mirror down. Like, um, it, yeah. There's like, there's just a great. There's a bunch of great Oregon pass defense plays. Um, you know, Bassa has a great pass breakup. Uh, Florence works their other. Like, they they have one other big receiver, Omire. He's actually not that good, but he is really big. Uh, and Florence just totally works him out of bounds on the sideline on a cover one blitz, where that's again like single coverage. He doesn't have any help. So he like. 
that's what he that's what you do you work him you work him to the sidelines so that he's got no cushion in fact he does such a good job that he works him out of bounds so that the the deep wing throws his hat you know indicating that the dude's you can't actually see it like there's too many people in the way but you do see the deep wing throwing his hat which indicates like we were talking about on against the in the cal after the cal game indicates a dude has stepped out of bounds is ineligible to receive the ball so like yeah there's uh, you know there's plenty of cool clips that's actually what i spent most of my article talking about because as you say like it was it was beaten uh and so it was like you know let's find some individual cool plays to talk about some individual cool players to highlight you know and um, well you got to give it to little baby herbert oh yeah, yeah. definitely dear lord i mean he had a like hell of a hell of a day with a couple linemen yep. like right in front of it like no one was gonna i saw someone on twitter said dude like, if you're a defensive back you make a, de- yes. a business decision not Hithel to go Day. for this guy. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. Day, who was that player that is just so massive that he dwarfed the defender that he just very easily pushed aside so that that ball could go? What was his number? Jackson, oh, there Powers are several. Johnson I mean, or Jones. I Powers know. Johnson's the center. Stephen Jones is also running downfield. On but that yeah, play. the quickness um, in those boys, too. Oh, yeah. Like getting yeah, to, they're... you hear about it. I mean, Hithleday talks about it, but then getting to see it in a sprint, yeah. you're like, damn, <laughs> that is. Yeah, like that was the other day we were talking about Wazoo, like uh, like uh, uh, offensive linemen in air raid. Yes, uh, 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 passing systems where they're big, but they're battleships. You know, like yes. that's that's not that's not the type of offensive line you know those guys look like battleships to you like, yeah no, that's they... whenever i just do this and let them exactly oh my God. <laughs> those look like those look like destroyers yeah you know? like those look... this was quite the quite the game for tight ends for oregon yeah oh and my then goodness. uh including for clips i love the game that. of games oh my god we didn't get many penalties caught like we we played a very clean game but the refs still made their presence known Got the ire from oh, Oregon boy. Duck fans because they robbed, they robbed Bo Nix of what would have been his seventh touchdown, which would mm-hmm. have been the all-time record for uh, touchdowns scored in a game for Oregon. Um, wow, mm-hmm. thrown? Is it just thrown? Touchdown! Pa- it's touchdown passes yeah. thrown. Yeah, touchdown pass. Damn! Right now he tied. I believe it's like. Herbert, Vernon Adams Jr., and Marcus Mariota. Uh, yeah. yeah, all three of them yeah. are sitting at six. But or that's all cool. Four of them now, yeah. Uh, but would have been uh, his seventh, but there was a complete yeah. bullshit offensive pass interference. Complete bullshit. Yeah, there's like, <laughs> I, I mean, there's, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, my ongoing thing for the season is missed holding calls on defensive yeah. linemen. I put one in my article, which is like, it's really comical because against, against Wazoo, <laughs> it was, it's it's there's only been two i mean i'm not like the, <laughs> against wazoo oh, yeah there was like one of the i think three holding flags that have ever been hold, thrown against opposing offensive mm. linemen um this season in pac-12 play uh yeah it's, i'm hoping mm. they're saving uh, them all so like you're saying with the coins they're yeah. saving them all for the last two games right right that'd be great so uh so Dorless, he's very obviously getting held as he often is and he so he's he starts he sticks his, his arms up and he starts waving around like a lunatic mm-hmm. right and so they finally throw the flag and so in this game you know, such a play is happening. So he's like, I, I've I've learned, I've learned what I need to do. So he sticks his arms up and he waves them around like a lunatic. No flag, of course. <laughs> I I put that clip in my article. It's like I wonder why he's doing that. Yeah, 
Uh, good on it and and like there's another there's another play too where another defender is getting i'm i'm blanking right i suppose i could look it up it's right here in my notes um uh it's actually even more egregious where it contributes to the you know one of the few successful plays that arizona state has but it's also the play where the uh the short wing gets creamed by the the ball carrier so i was like well i can't include this clip it (laughs) it has a ref getting destroyed uh, Yeah, the the hold's even worse and more obvious and more like clearly affects you know because like that's the defender who's mm. supposed to be shutting it down, but he can't because he's getting held and you can see it very clearly on the replay. And I'm like, oh boy, uh, yeah, I don't know what is to be done uh, about this. Survive. Like, that's about it. Get I, out of the conference. well. Yeah, the 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 two front war. You know, like the yeah. the. By the way, I, I contacted Hode about, you know, do we get any, you know, updates about that guy? And, and he said, uh, no, he's been looking into it and he, and he hasn't gotten any word. They typically don't get any updates from the conference about that uh, sort of stuff. And I was like, oh, man, La Girona got him, too. Like, yeah, the, the curse, the curse of the crying woman. <sighs> I, I again, like karma wise, I hope just ASU comes out next year and just freaking kills it um because i i do love the i mean team. they're gonna be in a better position than utah is yeah like, mm. i guess we'll talk about them no 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 kim rising's coming back all is fixed don't worry all right dude. all right um <laughs> uh we'll talk about utah a little later uh i wish i could take that gary bryant touchdown which was amazing i wish i could pick it up take it out of this game and put it in last week's game because one more touchdown for the Ducks would have looked really good, and then Gary Bryant doing that to USC, that would have felt really sweet. Uh, that's about my only complaints for this entire game, and that Bo Nix was robbed of his seventh touchdown. Oh, I have a question, though, before we move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scadaboo. Oh, yes. Yeah. If he was on, say, the Ducks or something like that, he would be a... He's like an actual powerhouse player, right? Is it just... I don't know if he'd be a running back for Oregon right now. Like, oh, okay. Uh, he'd be in the mix. He's... I, look, here's something that's really cool. Um, the So there is a, an award. It was established in, I think, 2010 called the Paul Hornung Award. Mm-hmm. Um, it is for the most versatile player in college football. Uh, the first winner, I think, was Owen Marisic of Stanford. Actually, West Coast players tend to win it a lot. Hmm. Um uh, and it's gener- and it's for you know guys who who play either both ways or you know uh, offense and special teams or defense and special teams or just like they're your like favorite player on the team mm-hmm. they're your guy who's like oh man he does everything I love that dude sure um, and uh, and for the first time ever all three of the finalists are from the same conference um, <laughs> it's it's uh, this year it's Travis Hunter. Right, the the cornerback slash wide receiver from Colorado. Mm-hmm. It's Sione Vaki, uh, the, the you know the the offensive dynamo slash safety from Utah, and it's Cam Scadaboo uh, from Arizona State, huh. the running back slash wide receiver slash quarterback slash punter. You know the three way <laughs> player. 
Um, it's really awesome. Like nobody can bring him down. Here's what it, like uh, Aaron, since you asked the question, I will give you. His, and so I think he's great. I think he should be the front runner for the award. I think he should win the award. Um, like, I mean, if the award is for the most versatile, there is no question he's the most versatile. He's played four different positions. Mm, um, yeah. Like uh, in, uh, in like I, meaningful time. Like they I was got about him to say, he's yeah. successful at them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and like nobody can bring him down. Uh-huh. Like I, I, I mean, like I made his highlight reel. Look, I mean, like, listen, if the Paul Hornig uh, Award Committee is is listening to this, I they made are. his highlight. Like, like I write about the Ducks and I made his highlight reel <laughs> um, and tweeted it out. Like, yes, he should win the Paul Hornig Award. Um, where would he be if he were on the Ducks? on the bench wow yeah wow and, and and look and you know where he'd be on arizona state if DeCarlos brooks were healthy he'd be the second string running back hmm and the reason oh, wow. for that is and, and look here's the reason you asked a sincere question i will give you a sincere sure. answer i grade I, I i i grade players and i i also you know um I, I track their individual per play success rates, not just the aggregate, you know, the team per play success rates, but like when you were the ball carrier, did the play succeed or fail? DeCarlos Brooks, when he was the ball carrier, he got injured. And so he, he hasn't been able to play, which has actually been a big deal for Arizona State, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, he had like a 72% success rate because. Jesus. It, Mm-hmm. It, and Scadabo is like 52 percent he mm-hmm. actually he brings it way down and the reason is like he he's not well, I'm going to use the word professional it obviously that has connotations of the dudes getting paid it's not exactly what I mean but like you see this all the time where like a dude who is like a pro running back they have a particular skill set which is often not appreciated which is identifying the correct hole to run through when the line is collapsing and hitting it um, mm-hmm. and and being able to sort of manipulate the defense with weight shifting it is very difficult to pick up in real time I don't blame people um, for be, not being able to appreciate it in real time it's extremely yeah let's you say to, i don't see you have shit. to do yeah <laughs> you have to do replay and you got to watch it in slow motion to even pick up on what's happening but if you do you can see like awesome running backs and you can see you know modestly talented running backs and you can see guys who are being converted to the position mm-hmm. like guys who are like utah has one of them jaquindon jackson who's a converted quarterback and like that dude's real scary in the open field once he breaks through but like dude wasn't like raised as a running back and like he doesn't have that skill set mm-hmm. like if the line's not opening the hole for him he won't find it um which is why he's a less valuable running back than the dude they lost who is makai bernard and similarly like DeCarlos brooks that dude's a pro running back he's super valuable to asu if because asu's line has banged to hell and like i mean it's the worst it's catastrophic what their line injury situation is and that's why DeCarlos brooks was super valuable to them scatabo is like if he gets through and so like my highlight reel video of him is him like breaking a million tackles from usc and breaking a million tackles from washington both of those plays are screen plays they're not him running through the line because he, he doesn't run through the line 
he they throw run but when they run him out to catch a screen he catches the screen and now he's got to run through a bunch of dbs who can't tackle him well that's awesome because he's got a super, he's got a low center of gravity and a great sense of balance and you can't bring him down and that's super awesome i mean it super is it's totally cool i loved watching him i made his highlight reel but like in terms of his value as a running back like 12 different teams in the pac 12 have better running backs than Cam Scadaboo. Like, oh, I'm shit. Sorry. But we and love one him. of the reasons why Arizona State has a big offensive problem and has, like, one of the worst offenses in the Pac-12 is that they were down due to a bunch of injuries. Like, uh, they, they, I mean, oh, my God, their injury situation is just terrible. And then it got worse when they lost to Carlos Brooks. It's to the point where Cam Scadaboo had to be, he was the only running wow. back they had left, and he's not, he was like an FCS transfer. He's not really supposed to be carrying the ball 90% of the time. Right. He was supposed to be carrying the ball like maybe 5% of the time. Amazing. Well, so, if ever there was an argument for Jesus being real, it's Jesus Scadaboo. gave a scatabo. <laughs> I love Yorona being real. Yeah. They were fucking real. Um, I, I love Jesus smited people so that Scadaboo could shine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're a religious podcast now, apparently. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm happy we survived this game, all the, the desert. Well, we spent magic. a lot of time talking about Arizona State, now we're talking about Oregon. Well, that's fine by me, because yeah, what's there to talk about us? We fucking well, did the job. There, there is one thing to talk about, which is that Arizona State's defense is actually one of the better defenses yeah. that Oregon's played. Um, I mean, it's substantially better. It's funny. Everybody sort of – I've sort of detected a lot of yawns since I came up for air, since writing my article about, like, <laughs> well, Oregon did this to USC as well. And I'm like – USC is a garbage defense and fired their defensive coordinator. ASU actually has a halfway decent defense, and Brian Ward's a pretty good defensive coordinator. They've got a couple of good defensive tackles. Um, you know, like their scheme is pretty good. They've got great defensive ends, um, and Oregon completely neutralized them. Um, you know, with you know with good offensive line talent, with some cleverness in the scheme. You know, they shredded their secondary. I put several clips of my article that were about play sequencing about how they were manipulating the backers in fact not that herbert touchdown the one that you were excited about because it was on that screen where they had the offensive lineman running downfield but the first herbert touchdown mm -hmm. yeah um it comes that clip is in my article but also the play that comes to place prior to that which is setting that touchdown up that plays in my article too and what that's about is asu backs out of a blitz and Nix identifies that they're backing out of the blitz and he changes the play and you can see him in real time with eight seconds left on the playcock changing the blitz to what would have been a slant to Johnson um, uh, that would have gone behind the blitz he changes it to four verts and uh, because they're backing out to zone and so he clears the entire defense out to deep and then just swings it out to the running back who now has a bunch of open grass to run through to to get the first down which was very nice and what yeah. stupid people with agendas on twitter would call a check down but it's not it's a constraint <laughs> play to manipulate the defense so now that linebacker who was the last of the underneath coverage who is just holding back to watch the QB he, like he gets burned on that he gives up the first down so now it's two plays later 
Oregon runs an RPO. The running back starts to try. It's sort of set up in a similar way. There's pre-snap motion. The run, the the linebacker's like, I'm not going to get burned again. As soon mm-hmm. as Irving starts to run out to the same direction, he starts running out to cover Irving. He's like, I'm not going to give up the second and short again. So when Herbert runs past him on the RPO seam route, he's given up the underneath throwing lane. Nick sees it. Touchdown. Oh, my God. It's play sequencing. And you set those up with, you know, you set up the horizontal. You use the vertical stretch to set up the horizontal stretch. You use the horizontal stretch to set up the RPO seam. You manipulate the defense. And if the only thing you're paying attention to because you're a blood simple moron on Twitter is how many times do you Uncle Rico it and try to throw the ball over the mountain, uh-huh. then 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 you know then then you don't understand football if on the other hand you understand like how you're using plays to manipulate the defense and have an efficient offense that gets down the field and then hits your you know plays for guaranteed touchdowns that's how you score six should have been seven touchdowns against arizona state's defense instead of zero (laughs) you mouth breathing morons (laughs) i wonder what fan base you're talking about I feel I, like well, I forget. Uh, <laughs> I feel like, yeah. Once you have all the proper pieces on the board, it is just mind games with your opponent. After that, well, right? precisely. And why not? That is exactly and that's where correct. we get Aaron, to live. No one has ever said it more succinctly than that. <laughs> <laughs> you nailed it. Once you have the proper pieces on the board, you're just playing mind games yeah. with your opponent. Yes, that is the perfect encapsulation. I've listened to a thousand hours of football podcasts, and no one has said it any better well, than you have just now, Aaron Schroeder. We're done, everybody. Good night. Well, won't be back next week. Uh, I mean, I could be done talking about this. It's a fantastic <laughs> game to talk about. Fantastic game. But uh, any last uh, uh, notes you got for this? One before we hop into uh, the picks. One of the players that I individually singled out on defense mm-hmm. who um, just has has caught my attention for two weeks in a row, Devin Jackson, mm. inside linebacker, redshirt freshman. Um, uh, two weeks on, in a row, uh, I have been kind of floored at his foot speed mm. chasing down a play from behind. Um, that dude's real fast. Uh, two, two weeks in a row, he's wound up in my clip compilations in my review articles where it's like, Wow, that guy's fast. <laughs> um, like the 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 play this week, the play last week, he was a little out of position, and he he then had to run down his own mistake, but then did. Wow. <laughs> Which is like uh, against a USC player who like those yeah. guys. You know, we're talking about four stars there. Mm-hmm. This play, it's an end around. It's a I forget what the play is, but the uh, I think yeah, no, it's an end around. Anyway, Oregon successfully strings it out. It's going nowhere. The the DBs do their jobs. You know, Stevens and and, and Bossa and Johnson, they're all in position. The other Johnson, Taishim, uh, uh, the, the they're all in position to shut it down. But the guy who actually gets there first to make the play is Devin Jackson, who's an inside linebacker who's run through the formation and then seen where wow. the play is going and chases him all the way across the field and then is the first guy to get there and tackle him number tw- <laughs> yeah number 26 i just like i'm just shouting the dude out because just like we're we're gonna be talking about him next year cool nice. like that dude's real fast nice and cole martin got a interception speaking of people he sure did that, good uh, for him yeah, you know I was like imagining myself if I had that kind of quickness and was on the team, you know, 
doing those kinds of plays. I feel like I would want to also have some kind of like battle cry as I came <laughs> at you. Oh. <laughs> Just for a little extra skin. <laughs> That's a lot of, and I mean, you can't sneak up on people that, you know, you can't like. Don't want to. I want them to fear my presence. Because <laughs> I'm coming in hot. It seems like energy you're wasting screaming, but I'd get I'd be good at it though. You know, I'd be able to do both. Okay. There's there's a lot of Celtic poetry about releasing the fury of your soul in that That's way. That's true. Yeah. That yeah. when you put the, that energy into universe, it's repaid thrice. It'd be this like, is actually a fact. I'm living proof. It'd be like battle bagpipes kind of feel. Like that kind yeah. of Yeah, Galen said so. Bro. Sure, so. Oh, we all know. We all know that. Battle bagpipes. That's all my right. new band name. <laughs> Everybody, let's get into the rest of the conference then, as we will. In a very, it's all coming down to it, everybody. Oh, shit. This final segment, not the final week, but basically the final week of... The Picks! The Picks. That is right, the, the Great Pick'em Challenge. <sighs> hold up, hold it. up. Oh, before you get into it, mm-hmm. I want to know how did you record my vote in the US UCLA USC game? I got it written down. Cuz as you know, I picked USC to lose out and then yes. I realized when I was listening to the podcast, I I talked about how USC ought to win this game. Yeah. But I and so I think maybe Adam I have, have written you. down that I um, UCLA, you said, right? I would listen. Yeah. See. Who did they put? USC. Uh, I have you, USC. Oh, wow. But of course, I did not pick USC. I picked USC to lose you out. You know, Adam has done oh. this to me in the past as well, hit the day where he just changes your answer afterwards. Oh, yeah, please. I know it. Oh, please. <laughs> just as I have also picked Cal to win out, and I'm, I'm doing well on that mm. one. Oh, wow. That's not good. So... Hith has one more than we thought. Oh shit! Which that is fucks even worse for me. That does fuck my shit up. Okay, here I'm we go. Sorry, dude, because I was voted. I'm vo- I'm on your team, by the way. Well, you have no sorry, idea. Sorry, Hithliday. Get ready for mm-hmm. what that means. I have to do this week. All right, let's get into it. The first game of the week, because it is on Friday. That is right. We got a Friday game. Is number six, Oregon. Versus number 11, Oregon State. I don't really know what these numbers are now. Uh, I, I The AP poll, the whatever. This is what ESPN said when I uh, wrote it up. I have no idea what the standings are now. But this is a these are two ranked Oregon teams. This is a Oregon State team that definitely has the motivation of Oregon is the one that's killed this conference. Definitely not true. Yeah. But, uh, totally makes sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, they didn't. Unfortunately, Oregon State did not play this year USC, which I actually would have yeah. th- think would have been a really interesting and useful game for me to chart. But it didn't happen. Hmm. Yeah, and so they didn't get to take their fury out on, on the, the team real that like actually did stab them in the back and exactly, kill them. exactly. But um, and I mean, neither did Wazoo. That was the thing is that mm-hmm. because because the the way that the scheduling works in the Pac-12 is, is that they 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 always play the California round robin, mm-hmm. and so USC and UCLA switch between playing Oregon and Washington in two year cycle, and then uh, Oregon State Washington State. So this was one of the for USC. This was one of the Oregon Washington years. Uh, 
so they didn't play Oregon State and Washington State, the two teams that have the most reason to be furious at USC. They got to dodge both of those teams. Absolutely. That, that would, mm. Yeah, it does stink. I smell conspiracy. It also mm-hmm. kind of, I mean, not for us, but it does stink for them that both teams have to go to their rivals, like, to their stadiums. They didn't get the home stands. Yeah. Then again, it, it also means a little bit less because the Apple Cup has been renewed for, like, the next four or five years, I forget. And they're oh, working. Good. They're working on getting some kind of Oregon, Oregon State situation supposedly yeah, yeah although it may mean having to cancel the game against boise state fine with that given the, yeah, <laughs> i know couldn't care less i don't know like this would have been the year to get them though boise state's in a lot of trouble oh yeah and, and we're zero and three versus boise state so i would love now, to rewrite so that but yeah whatever you would still want to end every season with the game huh well, it doesn't have to be end. Um, I think that's going to be Oregon. Washington is playing at the end of every year now, and I'm right. honestly fine with that. I'd like a, I'd like a, a an opener. Ducks beeves little, it's, you know, friendly competition. I, I would be down with that. It's a weird situation, but it feels right, you know. And mm-hmm. overall, the Beavers are bad. It's more so it'd be of a good to start that way. Yeah, it's more of a handshake and a uh, congratulations on your season. Yeah, it's kind of a deal. You know what I mean? Like, good luck out there. Yeah, we'll see you on the road, boys. It's, it's not an insult. <laughs> like I don't know, going to Reeser Stadium and pissing uh, everywhere. <laughs> Did you see any of that oh. on Twitter? <laughs> Yes, uh, <laughs> for some reason, like it was like the first, like uh, uh, as I think I've mentioned the uh, when I'm writing my article, I I cut myself off from social media <laughs> to avoid ideological contamination. So you're but like, in what's this going case, on? It would have been literal contamination. Yeah, since for some reason the first thing that I saw when I logged on to social media was like a million people tweeting that at me, like, so hey, funny. do film study on this, like, uh, figure out tweeting whether, at you, know, you? like, That's so yeah, good. <laughs> yes, people directly mentioning me with it i'm just like what when does this go into garbage time uh yeah i uh i think it... that's the best more metaphor for twitter i've ever heard yeah it's just honestly. uh a lot of urination everywhere. you're like what did i miss <laughs> oh dude pissing um well is it was he a husky fan or a beaver fan i don't know if they've ever i've literally seen the, people the sleuths on the internet have determined the hat that he was wearing looks similar to one issued by the beavers hmm. that of course is not dispositive I mean, yeah you can have a, a four frame hat i swear i've one. seen literally so i thought you were going a different direction i've seen something that's proven his hat was a husky hat so i truly yeah. don't know what's going on either way that's gross and you do that shit Nonson. i hope you get your ass kicked i'm not even i joking. mean <laughs> like end of the end of the day it's probably an inside job probably just a student yeah no aaron <laughs> you didn't see this video clearly this oh. is like a 50 year old man it must oh. be like halftime or something because it's still populated this is definitely not worth talking about. <laughs> okay let's oh move my forward. god let's move forward <laughs> all right <laughs> <laughs> like something like 20% of my waking hours has now been occupied with this. Can we not like <laughs> me breaking down? A you got it, buddy. Thing. All right. Anyways. All right. <laughs> anyways, I guess we can talk about this game. Friday, 530 p.m. Fox. Every year. What do I say, Aaron? I say I hope we get 11 and 0 Oregon versus 11 and 0 Oregon State. And then we beat the crap out of them. This is not that because the Ducks have lost. The Beavers have lost like three times now. 
They just lost to Washington in what yep. was a close battle, and um, but what came down to Oregon State doesn't have good receivers. Kind of is what I got out of it. Yeah. I only saw like the yeah. second half. I was again driving back from Medford. I don't know. Mm-hmm. In many ways, I sort of. I I mean. It was hilarious that it was like, if only these two teams had any idea how to play in the rain. Yeah, like, the rain really got these to two them. Te- yeah, like a dune. It's, it's always an excuse of why you're like, oh, we have the flu. Oh, it's raining. Oh, like, oh, yeah, I know. Well, you know, if you look at where they're from, not a whole lot of rain. Yeah, in right. Those areas. No one ever gets sick or has to deal with uh, wet conditions in Seattle. So. No, no. Um, so it was it was a close game. Oregon State. Could have, I mean, they just didn't have it in them. It, it was like a so damn close, but no. Oregon, we all know what Oregon did. Um, now, this one, definitely Ducks are, are like double touchdown favorites. Not quite yeah. sure what the line is. Certainly favored at home. Uh, Dan Lanning has said, like, this is our Super Bowl, which I actually kind of love. Because like, sure. I, mean, this... I think he just meant it in the sense of like each week is our Super Bowl. Sure. Kinda, like what... whatever our upcoming opponent is has our 100. percent Whatever he I, has I don't to think say. He meant it like Oregon State is the, is the Super Bowl of the season. Like I, I think whatever he has to fucking say for us to beat the Beavers, I'm down. Like I, I don't care. Right. And like I, I feel like he's just trying to be like last year. Oh. We we looked past yeah. these guys. This is we can't have that shit. Um, I have all of the confidence in the world that Oregon will win this game. My pick is the number eleven Oregon State Beavers going to Eugene, Oregon, upsetting Oregon, um, kicking them out of the Pac-12 championship game because I think Arizona's going to win this week. And I do hmm. this because I need to catch up with him. You're joking? Day. Nope. Oregon State just wrote it. Boom! Wow. Got, well, Aaron? I'm obviously going with Oregon. I've mm. never, I've never met a host of a podcast that is specifically dedicated to a team go against said team so many times for his own personal gain. How many hosts of podcasts have you met? Two. Well, there you go. That's fifty percent. That's quite a bit. <laughs> um, I mean, you and Hith. Hith the day you joining me on the uh, on the the saddest timeline possible, and us losing to the Beavers and being robbed. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't be giving you much of a chance to catch up if I did. So uh, I, no, <laughs> no, I'll I'll take the Ducks. I'm assuming I'm not because you are the guest, and we've always had the official rule: guest gets to pick last, even if it's disadvantage. You know, a uh, disadvantage. Even to if us. I'm running you out the building. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I. I'm. I know what you're thinking, so I already know who you're gonna be. Do you? Think and I know you're too Ducks... honorable to change your Adam, real pick. What's that? Let's say you didn't have points on the line, and mm-hmm. you just wanted to think and decide who you think would actually win this game. Do you yeah. think the Ducks would actually win this game? Yeah, Ducks. Or do you are think the win this game? Big time. Oh, okay. I I think they so. Could you're win losing this game a point a on purpose. No, I. I mean, he has I to have in order to, to try this to is win the this last game. week. Like, I think, oh, I think wow. Day, oh, because you're going to pick opposite of Hithliday for every game. I have it written down. Not every game. I have. Oh, okay. I'm okay. literally just being like, what are the ones that I? think I mean, this a is the, this is the most logical one for yeah. him to pick. I see. I mean, okay, I'm checking I, your logic. I got and some I'm still less on your logic. Team. I got some less logical ones coming up. <laughs> okay, <laughs> great. Because I great. have to. But this one is like, it is technically a game. I mean, like. 
Uh, I the way the I mean Beavers it's on television. This, they are playing it. <laughs> the it's way a the game. Beavers win this is, I think that like if the Ducks bring their A game, I don't think the Beavers can win this. No. Um, it would take like DJU playing out of his mind, really forcing some shit. That's probably not going to happen. Uh, obviously, some lucky bounces. I I, I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, but, there's a chance in every game. Yeah, sure. Like the yeah. the in the there's a chance in every game sense and the like uh and the sense that like you know the beeves are good enough to take advantage of chances that are given to them like yeah you know yeah i mean certainly there could be yeah who knows um i mean ducks can win but here we go up next number 22 utah oh shit i guess versus colorado saturday 12 p.m Hmm. pac 12 network colorado this was the one that really i was like adam what are you fucking doing picking colorado versus was right it happened exactly the way hitler said it would happen Mm -hmm. as in it was like well okay let's look at these two teams they're both on the decline wazoo has a pass rush Colorado has no O-line. That's probably going to really decide this thing. And then Cam Ward had a good game. Um, and Colorado, and Shadur Sanders got like knocked out of the game. So I don't even know what his status is going against Utah here. Uh, Colorado also may be kind of... Because they got blown out the freaking stadium against Wazoo. Like, yeah, in that aspect, I was incorrect. I, I thought it would be a low-scoring game because Cam Ward was just sort of checked out, and then it turned out, oh, no, I'm going to throw for a million yards. Yeah. But, like, all the rest of it, like, the the qualitative description of, like, yeah, w- Wazoo's pass rush is going to destroy Colorado's offensive line, and Colorado's not going to be able to, you know, get even a single yard in this game. Like, yep. <laughs> yeah, it was brutal. A- and being at home, you know, was totally right. And your comment, uh, Adam, that it didn't matter if Wazoo had a bad team, the crowd would show up because they did. That's they did. what they do. Win <laughs> like, or <yep>. lose, <laughs> Cougs yeah. lose. And credit to Wazoo. Like, I do love that fan base. They are fucking diehard. Uh, hey, all they got to do is upset Washington. They oh, go to a bowl. That'd be amazing. I would love that so much. Um, hey, who you know, wouldn't? With the way Washington's playing down to a lot of people, it's like, let's, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe Adam's going to pick look, They've already locked up their spot in the conference championship game. So this game is totally irrelevant. Yeah. To them, I mean, not totally irrelevant. You know what I they mean? They could they could lose it and still technically get to the playoffs. They it takes some other stuff maybe, but they could still lose. Yeah, next week's uh, this Saturday's game, this one Utah versus Colorado. This fake ass rivalry where they truly don't actually give a shit about each other. Don't know if Shadur Sanders is playing. I did not watch any of the Arizona Utah game for the many reasons stated before, but also. Uh, because it was already not a game by the time I was going to watch it. Utah had some serious injuries. I'm, I was hoping, Hith, you could tell me a little bit about those because I didn't really catch oh, yeah. it. But. Like defensive, oh, man, they lost everybody. All their starters on defense. Jonah Ellis wasn't playing, uh, uh, who was like their star uh, uh, pass rusher. Um, they're, uh, they're, uh, both of their linebackers, and they had already lost their starting. So, like, Fotu was out. Uh, uh, oh, gosh, I'm blanking on this other the, the guy's name. Uh, Barton was already ready out so that they're they're down like three starting linebackers is what wow. i'm trying to say like um 
uh, and then uh, another dude um, uh, who I'm also blanking on. Uh, yeah, they they were down a bunch of starters in their defense. And here's the thing about Utah, that, like I, I try to tell anybody who's listening, is that like the way that Utah and is one of the reasons why I sort of I've always sort of been like skeptical of this Kyle Whittingham best coach in the game stuff is that like Crenny Reed. There it is. Who's the other linebacker? Um, is that like the the the, the uh, and and Cole Bishop their uh, their box safety oh, no. you know who they the yeah right it was it, like all these starters on defense so it, it's like this the, this this R strategy uh you know s- selection where they have to like they slurp up like a ton of low talent players and then they're like well through just like a spider has a million babies <laughs> and then like ninety percent of them die but like the couple of them that survive are like apex predators in the garden right mm. um but like that's utah you know like they they slurp up a million like three stars and dudes coming back from missions and 26 year old like linemen who have like tom wait cds in their Toyota <laughs> cells. you know like like it's a ton of those dudes and like a couple of them work out just because law of averages if you get enough dudes like a couple of them are gonna work out yeah. but then the problem is like this always or often happens to them. A couple of them get hurt at the end of the year and then they have no depth. Right. You know, because like the guys behind them, those were all the, like the, the no star players who didn't, you know, work out because of course they didn't. Uh, Right. So like, you know, the, 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 yeah, the, the coached up dudes who do play are really good, but if they take any injuries, like, oops, we have no depth. And oops, we got blown out by Arizona. And that's like exactly what this game was. Like I watched it and it was just like watching the 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 no stars behind their their starters play was just like, oh my God. Mm. Like huh. like 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 Aaron, you were contemplating what it would be like if you were playing and you were making noises while doing so. Like uh-huh. you might have been better than the dudes <laughs> that Utah were fielding. Like, uh, you know, s- screaming and, and, and hooping and hollering uh, on the field. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's my only mind game that I have is just to <laughs> scream. <laughs> and with the um, with Cam rising with the announcement uh, that he was coming back, it kind of really felt like Utah was just sending out there like, yeah, we're done for the season. Think about next yep. year, y'all. Like, it really kind of felt like that timing-wise. Mm. Um, however, so it's like this completely beaten up Utah team versus a Colorado team who was already had some real trouble on both lines. Shadur Sanders yeah, right. may not be playing. This is actually kind of, yeah, it's insult the, the like the hospital city. ward battle. Holy yeah. shit. Really? Is, they're both they both look like mummies yeah. where they're just wrapped in bandages and they're kinda like moaning at each other. Moon Utah Man. Has Ugh. made a bowl game. This is the mummy game. Uh, Colorado wow. cannot make a bowl game. This is oh. at home for Utah. So Utah's certainly the favorite. Uh, I'm just going to go, why the why the hell not, and go with the thing. Mm, you know what? Even as desperate as I am, Shit, bro. I this is a part of his mind game, Hithlidang. This is it, yeah. Hithlidang's playing mind games with me. I know he's going with Utah. I'm thinking, like, do I have any reason to believe even a slimmer of a, uh, like, a slim chance? I'm I'm back by, like, I mean, this four is, at this, this point. is, 
this is Coach Sanders' last game at Colorado, right? He can't go to a bowl. Feels like it, and like if he want, you know, if he wants to go out on a like, hey, Coach Prime is still for real. Like hype Mm -hmm. into the off season when he, you know, he's got to recruit. You know, he's got to, you know, get a bunch of transfer portal players because that's opening up. Mm -hmm. You know, the portal's opening up on the fourth. Like this is his last, you know, chance for relevancy. Where is Dion going? Build somewhere that's not Colorado is what I would feel. (laughs) I mean. I don't know, but if you stay in at Colorado, like I, this is like a this is like a must win game to 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 be able to say something about his season, like to go out on a high note. And Utah's banged up. Like, uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if Shadur's not playing, things get a lot sketchier. I uh, also Travis Hunter like threw a dude into like the Kool Aid table. That that took some points off me for I'm like Travis, come on, buddy. You don't. That's need to do a little that. somehow the ref. Liar. If Oregon did that, they would be thrown out of the fucking stadium, like the whole damn team. Yeah, right. But no ref <laughs> have to sees find that. Find a new conference. God damn. Um. Yeah, new conference. I I guess I am desperate enough. Uh no, Utah's winning this shit. Damn it! I almost you had almost had. Me, wow, there's just no fucking chance. <laughs> like, yeah, I just don't just, think. Yeah, no, there's no chance. <laughs> I just don't think. Yeah, God, I was so close. You're Wait, close. I mean, I'm so gonna Utah have is completely over. wrecked. Yeah, they're wrecked. But oh they're yeah, still but gonna win Utah this Utah and Rice Eccles Stadium is still like 86 percent chance of winning. Like wow, yeah. yeah. But I mean. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going with my guy Sanders. I want to have Colorado win it because I actually think Adam is correct that it's going to be it's going to be. I mean, as long as Adam and I are picking the same way, like yeah. Yeah. All right, you you go for it, Aaron. I love it. I figured. Uh, So there we have it. That's that's going to be quite the game. That's going to be quite the game. Like may actually be worth (laughs) watching because it's so gnarly. Uh, Arizona State versus Arizona. Now. I know Hith's line is always, oh, this is the Territorial Cup. Shit is always crazy in the Territorial Cup. However, yeah. I don't think he has the cojones to choose the true underdog in this one. Arizona's having pretty fantastic season for them. Um, uh, like, they got a pretty solid defense. So they got actual couple NFL, like, you know, worthy receivers. Uh, Noah Fafita's been very fun to watch. Um, so overall, they, yeah, they've been great. Uh, been competitive against some of the better, quote-unquote, better teams in the Pac-12. And now they're one of the better teams in the Pac-12. ASU also beating the crap. Uh, Trent Borgay and, and the other QB. I forget his name from BYU or whatever. Um, that guy, and Cam Scadaboo, not quite enough offensively. But the defense has been very fun to watch. Arizona State is... They're likely not going to win, but mm-hmm. I'm choosing them. ASU, this one's me more like I, I got to choose underdogs and going with my heart, baby. This would be this is the kind of win that Dillingham would absolutely love to have because it, it gets your fan base in it, especially upsetting a pretty good Arizona team. And maybe... Hithleday, you know, threw this out there a while ago, this idea that maybe they just completely packed it in for Oregon to focus on Arizona. Not what happened, very unlikely, but that's what I'm going to hope is happening here. Uh, so I'm going with the Sun Devils. I love that team, even though they— I mean, I would up. say that there's 30% that's probably the reason, because why would you 
try and play super hard against a team you're maybe gonna, you're gonna lose against and risk injury, play soft, get out. So that makes sense to me. Right. I, however, am gonna say that Arizona wins this game. That makes sense. That makes sense. I, I Adam, I I swear I'm not trying to take the wind out of your sails. Oh, oh shit! No. Oh no! Oh I, shit! I came onto this podcast planning to drop the bomb. Like, that was the bomb that I had ready to go, was oh that I was picking God. the Sun Devils. I will gladly switch if we want to do that. I'll, I'll, I'll wait till the end. I, I may do an old switcheroo here, because I will gladly take Arizona, I think. Oh, wait, no, Maybe I think not. I think you have to do a switcheroo in the moment, because I, I don't think having... Uh, now, of- Aaron's... Now Aaron's worried about the rules of regarding switching. I'm just yeah. saying. I'm just saying. All season. <laughs> uh, I'll gladly go Arizona. Sure, you can take your ASU pick. I, I, I just, I honestly don't think Arizona is nearly as good as team. Like, everybody's gotten behind him. I don't think anybody's really watched him. Mm. Um, the I, one I thing that don't... made me think ASU is like, well, no, they may have a chance. It's like, Colorado, it was a game against Colorado, Arizona, so... Anyone. Yeah, it yeah. was like, like <laughs> it seriously was. And this Utah game, like I think everybody's like super high on Arizona. I don't think anybody was really paying attention to how like you how just completely done Utah was like hmm. with, you know, all their injury situation. I've been watching Arizona's games because I feel like it's kind of crazy how relevant even though Oregon has not played. Arizona, like how super relevant they've been to Oregon season in that it's always like one or two games before Oregon plays an opponent. Arizona has played that opponent. So I've been like, like, or has been like a super relevant game to them. Like they, they beat Oregon state. So I, you know, I watched the hell out of that game Mm -hmm. and I had the intern watch that game and give me his notes on it so that I could like fine tune how the interns coming along with learning how to chart. Uh, and, uh, that was like, you know, one of our big teaching games. Um, and, uh, and there are a bunch of other examples. So I've, I've really been watching the hell out of this team. I, I really think that they're, I mean, I'm not saying that I think that they're a bad team. I do think that Jetfish has been doing a good job there, but like, I really think that they're not quite as nearly as good of a team as sort of they they've been pro- portrayed as because of, you know, some good fortune in, in terms of what their opponents have been. Um, and yeah, like everything that you said about like what this game means, the territorial cup, and also all the film study that I just did on the Oregon ASU game, in which I detected a whole lot of like, I think Kenny Dillingham was putting the good stuff in reserve and that he calls his shots like the way that he called the shot against UCLA as yeah. a winnable game, even though that was going to be a massive upset, you know, on the road, you know, and then the way he played against Oregon was like he wanted to get that over with that. I think that's why he came out throwing. Um, and like, and on top of that, the way that he did those unusual config, this is part of my article. He did like funny alignments and, uh, and and some like non quarterbacks taking the ball. Um, but then the actual plays that he ran out of those like funny alignments, standard college football stuff. It's just a, it was spread option stuff, a couple wildcap snaps, an end around, um, y- you know, uh, you know their, their normal passing pattern, a whole bunch of screen passes. I mean, it was just absolutely standard. Like, it wasn't like the wild stuff, you know, like it wasn't like trick plays. It, it wasn't the fun stuff that he was doing, uh, you know, against UCLA. Like, that wasn't like the Kenny Dillingham special. And I was like in between him trying to get out of here quick <laughs> and like 
and only and, and like this is a magic trick this is like look look this is as much of the crazy stuff that i've got but it's actually not that crazy like th- th- this is him trying to make arizona complacent like i think he's calling his shot i think he's got a big like m80 size firework <laughs> ready to go off in this territorial cup the line is only 10 points which if Vegas, you know, if Vegas really thought that Arizona was the team that everybody sort of is thinking is this like, oh, Jedfish has got this team to be a juggernaut, it'd be 20, you know, up with all the other teams like, you know, you know, you know, where Oregon and Notre Dame and, and Utah and, and Washington are at are all like big double digit spreads, you know, right? Like, no, you know, well, it's it's like a nine. It's like a nine point spread for Arizona. I, I Yeah. Give, give me the Sun Devils. I think Kenny Dillingham's got one up his sleeve for these guys. Plus, like I said, ASU's defense is legit, like, good. Um, yeah. And, and particularly against exactly the type of running that Arizona – oh, man, I can't believe it took me this long to say it. ASU's rush defense can be got with a certain type types of runs, but – also, their defensive tackles, their starting defensive tackles, uh, Fight and Mallory, are really, really good against another couple of types of runs. And those are the types of runs that are the only type that Arizona likes to do. Huh. And I think ASU is going to completely shut down their run game, and Jed Fish is going to be like, what the hell is going on? Sorry, Abuela. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I actually think this is good. it's going to be the stunner of the weekend. ASU, or, or hmm. if Kenny Dillingham were to hurt himself with said fireworks, he wouldn't be like the first person to seriously injure himself with fireworks. <laughs> to in do Tempe. so. Yeah. Um, Tempe, yeah. And then not only that, but though, but to add to your case, some of Arizona's like biggest things they get credit for is like, we almost beat USC and we ah. almost beat Washington, as has ASU. I mean, those are both That's games. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. So, that sounds yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. Well, um, I hope ASU wins, but uh, I'll gladly take Arizona as my official pick. Thank oh, you. So you're switching up on me. Oh huh? yeah, I'm I like switching. it. I like it. I'm I'm desperation mode, dude. No no honor points for me. Washington number five. Washington versus. Well, let it not be said that I didn't give you a chance. You gave me a chance versus Wazoo. Saturday, 1 p.m. Fox. This is the Apple Cup. This is not the final Apple Cup. A finally, uh, apparently, I, I believe they may take place uh, over where the Seahawks play, though, which would be pretty shitty for Wazoo. But um, hmm. that's what you got to do when you want to play a big boy in a power conference. Um, number five, Washington. They, I mean, this is. I, I'll tell you right away. I'm gonna go with Wazoo. Um, not, huh. es- not especially cause I'm full of confidence with Wazoo, but because they got a few things working for them, I need some upsets. This would be mm-hmm. funny. And Washington does play down to some folks. Uh, Cam, Cam Ward can sometimes pull out some magic. So maybe this is the game where he fully does it. Um, yeah, that's, I would normally, if I was actually playing safe, I'd go with Washington but I'm going with Wazoo in this one for the. Also, it'd be hysterical 
if Washington went eleven and one, their final <laughs> game was losing to an un like to an unranked Wazoo team at home, so that they could go to a bowl, so that they could go to a bowl. Like, yeah, that's that's fantastic. Like, Wazoo is motivated. You know, they're motivated. Like, they're like, we they killed our conference. We got to get to a bowl game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are they, vulnerable. They could, they could submit this win as evidence in court. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> sure why not and uh yeah um so I, i'm going with wazoo i it'd be fun i don't think it's gonna happen and overall we want washington it would be good for oregon for washington to win this game because beating an undefeated team would look better that's where i'm at uh aaron who oh you got? fuck yeah dude who you got um you know, I kind of also want to go with Wazoo because I just like your grit. Uh, so I'm gonna. But uh, I was going to pick the Huskies, but you converted me over. Oh, well, there you go. Welcome to the I hate Washington side. Um, Hith, who do you got? Uh, Washington. Uh, not because I love them, because <laughs> math does. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I don't think Wazoo's... I love the i. Yeah, I love the idea of them being undefeated when we completely trounce them. There you go, Aaron. That I mean, nothing's gonna look better, feel better. Yeah, and if we want that third Oregon yeah. Washington game, I mean, in the national championship, then yeah, we'll have to. They'll have to be undefeated. Yeah, I just think yeah, I'm enjoying I'm enjoying being part of the rise of the dynasty. You know what I mean? It's great. We're All here right. and we're only going up, baby. I forget you started your Oregon watch in the Tagger era, so it's it's nice yeah. that you're here. Yeah. Uh, that's not as bad as it gets, buddy. I'll tell you that much. Oh boy. I mean, I I do think like I, you know, Wazoo's got good edge rushers the nature of uh and the nature of Washington's offense is that it, you know, beating their tackles doesn't matter because the ball's out too yeah. quick. You have to beat them up the middle, and Wazoo's interior defensive line isn't good enough to take advantage of uh, of that. Um, the, the 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 also Wazoo's you know v- vulnerability up the middle, um, and in their second like Washington is just going to shred them. I think the rain really did have a pretty big factor mm. on uh, oh. on the game last week, and that Washington's you know you know clear 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 enough skies in Seattle means that their offense is going to be nominal, you know, and they'll just put up a million points, and Wazoo's just not going to be able to keep up. Like, yeah. it's been beautiful here. Mm. I don't like it. So we're due for some rain, to be honest with you. Because... And because it's Seattle, you know, they'll get the officiating they need, you know. Oh, yeah. Get all the uncalled push-offs that are required oh, yeah. for him to even sniff Tony Franklin uh-huh. or Troy Franklin's, uh, yep. you know, yep. numbers. Stanford versus the Fighting Irish, nine, number 19. Okay. Um <laughs> What? Uh, on the Pac-12 network. On the Pac-12 That name has to conclude their season on the Pac-12 network. A ranked Ooh, Notre Dame gross. has to go to the Pac-12 One of the last network. football games ever played on the Pac-12 network will be Notre Dame. That I mean, pretty great. They are, they are all about history, so mm-hmm. it makes sense that they're also here in a, another historic moment. So. Yeah, there you go. Well put, Aaron. Um, <laughs> Wow, this game. This game. I didn't watch... Any of a uh, of a uh, of a uh, big game, I I did not watch Stanford uh, lose to Cal. 
I mm. heard there was some bogus refereeing in that too. I'm kind of glad that Cal won, mm. honestly, because it, it keeps mm. there. A lot. It was hilarious. Cal rushed Stanford's field. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's fun. Why not? You know, hell, why not? They're it, Cal fans. It, what else do they have? To... They were going wild, like in the the Pac-12. You know, like Ashley. You know, and 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 the rest of the. You know, they had their little booth. You know, set up. And they were trying to talk, and the Cal fans were like threatening to overrun it. That's oh badass. my god. I love it. Wild and it was great. Get that axe. I love it. I love when those nerds do the stare down. Like I, yeah, I, I do love it. Uh, Stanford lost though. Nerd Very bad stare. team. Uh, this is a team that lost to Sac State. Let us not forget. It's also a team mm-hmm. that almost beat the Huskies. Hmm. Also, a team that beat Wazoo. Um, now they're taking on Notre Dame. Notre Dame is a team that has gone against some real heavyweights. They've also and lost mainly. But they've been pretty close most of those games. They also embarrassed USC. They were the first one to really show what USC really is. Um, And uh, now they're here in kind of a disappointing season, but overall probably pretty good uh, for them. I mean, they're always kind of in this area, it seems like. So Stanford gets the home field advantage, which means nothing when you Mm -hmm. are Stanford. Notre Dame is absolutely <laughs> winning this. I'm just okay. kind of double checking to see if I even have the possible. There's only two more games I'm down. Fuck it, Stanford. Here we go. Wow. Stanford. How? You were only behind by two points, so you only need to pick well, three games. No, right? I was behind two points, but then you now fell I'm harder, by, especially with the change. To, you know. I'm down uh, by four right. points. I'm so sorry, buddy. Ah, uh, well. I mean, hey, that sucks. I could have. This could be a world. We could be living in a world where Stanford embarrasses Notre Dame. Maybe. I mean, I don't know anything. Maybe about Notre Dame, Notre com- Dame is completely. I mean, they did uh, a year or two ago. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. This Notre Dame team does not have a fantastic offense. Um, pretty pretty legit defense from what I've seen. I don't know. I mean, I'm just totally guessing on this one couldn't Notre Dame's gonna win this one but uh maybe funny if Stanford won am I right maybe it, it would be funny it you're correct funny. about that yeah plus uh I mean Pac-12 has been really good against non-conference opponents hmm. um so <laughs> that's what I gotta say Aaron who you got you joining me I think yeah I I <laughs> Don't actually know or care. I think I'll go with Notre Dame too. Oh, also damn it. as well. Okay, so you're going with Notre Dame. I'm going with Stanford. Um, right. Hith, who do you oh. got? Who do you uh, got? Wait, are you, Adam? Are you seriously going with Stanford? Yeah, I'm dead serious. Because I can choose. Uh, uh, I mean, at this point, it's like I can switch. Uh, He's trying to win now because. Like, What's it's, the point of? Lo- I mean, if he loses, he's already it, lost. It kind of comes well, down but to I mean, like you have to have some judicious picks, yeah. You know, sprinkled in with like it's kind of. Am I picks. more confident in Notre Dame beating Stanford or Utah beating Colorado? Like, I guess Colorado there you go. Is the I that'd be a little. Sweat, I'm not trying to talk you out of anything. It's I'm apples and oranges. Making sure that you understood. Yes, no, Notre Dame. It's a 25 well, point spread. Yeah, I will allow this time, Adam. If you'd like to go back and change any past answers, I think that should be allowed. Oh well, that's good to know. Well, there's only one more game, so let's see. I I forget who it okay. is. Let's see if I. Oh, Cal, this one I remember. Like... I think I got. Okay, this one I know because I know Hithliday 
it's I've back already Cal. picked this game. He's already I've picked, picked Cal. Picked. Yeah. Um, so this one's actually really easy for me to be like, I know why you don't pick UCLA. <laughs> like, because uh, Chip Kelly's coaching. Chip Kelly's coaching and their offense is fucking abysmal. Um, but they just humiliated USC, which that's huh. fun. They really took it to them. But, but like, like, who doesn't? Who doesn't? But, but Lincoln Riley was coaching. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. Um, Saturday, 7.30 p.m. ESPN. I'm going hard with UCLA. This is actually one of my more confident picks. I'd probably, if if all things... It were, is the smallest spread of the... <laughs> yeah. Of, it's bad. the it's the one you're most confident in. It's the smallest spread of the Pac-12 this week. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I like UCLA. Let's see. I, I'm double checking to see how many different picks I have from Hithloday, which is a little, little assholey. But I, I oh, actually quite a it's bit. It's all of them. Do the all math. But the, Utah. I was about to <laughs> say, yeah, you've changed a lot. Yeah, so hmm, that's it. Yeah, I'll go. I'll I'll stick with this. Uh, okay. I'm going with UCLA, baby. How about you, Aaron? Me too. I love it. I think UCLA all day. We already. I think know. this time the potato chip is going to taste quite nice. <laughs> I'm going nope. with a Cal. Chaotic. Wilcox is getting to a bowl, and they're going to give him an extension. God damn. Wow. <laughs> God damn. It's just going to be hilarious. Just the same thing every year, except yep. for sometimes they don't make it's, a bowl. It's yeah. the The fact that both of these teams are going to wind up six and six is just going to be hysterical. Yeah, and David Woods was was wrong, as you said. Um, I don't think Chip Kelly's going anywhere. I mean, <laughs> yeah. These. I mean, David Woods is always wrong. Like, that's the <laughs> first thing you need to understand about David Woods. Like, lo- like lovely person, snarky, you know, funny. But like, if he makes a prediction, like, go to Vegas and take the opposite. Like, <laughs> I mean, don't actually do that. Gambling is foolish and immoral. But yeah. you know what I mean. Well, I'm. If if we have the week that I'm predicting. This is going to be well. Actually, it's going to be a fucking terrible week of college yeah, football because it'll Ducks make Pac-12 look the, bad again. The Ducks will be out of the everything picture. But um, hey, I got it wow. written down there. I got it written down. Wow, that's the worst timeline. It's a bad timeline. Uh, it's a bad timeline. So this is where we were last week. Adam right. uh, Hithliday sixty points. Adam fifty eight points. Aaron forty seven points. Falling behind. After this, this is a little off. Actually, Hit the Day has one more point than this in the case. Right. He has 65 points. I have 61. Aaron has 48. So I need... Yeah, I'm in trouble. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. <sighs> Last week, I'm pissed that I pissed, I picked Colorado. God damn it. And That's that was okay. the Great Pick'em Challenge. Um, Aaron... Last week, you got your super specific prediction. It sure was, did. It was kind of an easy one, but still felt yeah. felt like a big one because it was two you know, big records that needed to be broken, and both of them were fairly quickly, actually. Um, but, Aaron, do you got one for this week against Oregon State in the Platy? Oh, gosh. Take your time. Yes, I do. It's going to look exactly like last week's game. Uh, Which one? Oregon, Arizona State? Oh, here. Let's go super specific. The first two times that we have the ball, right, or our first two drives. Yes. There'll be one play. 
Whoa. Mm. In positive plays, you're saying. They're touchdowns. Yeah, exactly. They're okay. touchdowns. They, they're one-play touchdowns, yes. So if that pick correct, six sorry. doesn't count. I mean, shit, I'm smelling uh, returning the touchdown on kickoff. So like, not even opening a play. play? Like, that's just how we open the game is returning it with the touchdown. Hey, that's a pretty good, very specific prediction. I'm down with that. There you go. Um, okay, what will what will mine be? What will mine be? I'll say Ty Thompson has more passing touchdowns than DJU. What do you think of that? That's a pretty that's a solid one. That's the kind of game I want to see. That's that's an interesting one. Uh, I I have two of them. Okay. Mm. Nice. Number one, uh, Oregon will outrush Oregon State. Ooh. I like okay. that. Number two. Do you have an exact number, or is it like <laughs> just a yard? Well, whatever it is that Oregon State gets, Oregon will have more. Like I, Okay. I'm, I can't predict. With, but, yeah, just like this, the, the shape of this game will be, be – I'll give you a little background on it, which is basically like – Oregon State can't play behind the chains, and the more that they so basically it it's the ultimate run run pass team. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're totally run. That's all. Like Jonathan Smith's play calling is like super run run pass. In fact, they have two different like configurations. You know where they they align and they have a rushing alignment and they have a passing alignment. And it's like wow, you can just look at them and you can tell what the play is going to be. Oh, you can boy. also tell based on like down and distance what it's going to be. And it's like the reason why everybody was tweeting around the that that like you know Oregon State is like eight no when they when they pass fewer than 30 times per game and they're like oh and three when they pass more than 30 times per game it's not because like passing is a bad luck charm you know it's not like you know like don't don't get your causality twisted it's (laughs) your it's not passing that much caused you to lose it's you're losing the the fact that you're losing is causing you to pass that much mm-hmm. and the reason that you're losing is because you're not rushing successfully on first downs and you're getting behind the chains and so my prediction is really you know what's at the core of my prediction is that Oregon's defensive front will effectively stuff uh, uh enough of uh, Oregon State's first down rushing that they will then be behind the chains hmm. and have to start throwing the ball on third and long. Mm-hmm. And while while DJ Uingale, you know, can hit some deep passes, it's like you know he he has more of an arm than previous uh, Oregon State quarterbacks do. So that when when he connects, they tend to go for bigger passes than previous quarterbacks. His efficiency rate is actually way lower than previous Oregon State quarterbacks like Goldbranson oh, yeah. and you know some of the previous dudes. In fact, their their passing efficiency rate is the lowest it's been under Lindgren. Um, it's like at forty three percent. It's really bad. Um, and uh, and so you know that's the nature of my prediction is that Oregon's okay. gonna gonna stuff the run on first down. It'll be third and long. He's gonna throw the ball, and the the throw's not gonna work out that often. They'll be off the field, and so you know that's why I'm saying you know it's gonna be stuffed runs and then a lot of passing. That's how the the reason that Oregon State is not gonna get that many rushing yards, and that's why Oregon's gonna outrun them. That is the nature of my specific prediction on that. The specific prediction. Uh-huh. Number two is 
uh, Uyunga Lele on Uyunga Lele violence. I know. I was thinking. I was thinking about uh, adding a trick shot prediction here, which is uh, Mateo Uyunga Lele has more points scored than DJU. Oh, oh that's like <laughs> wait. Oh, that's uh, yeah. Wow, that's that's a real parlay. So that's I, I was a just shut predicting out. a. I was just return. predicting a. Yeah, no, I, I was just predicting a sack that you know um, brother on brother sack. Yeah, I would hope so. Hit the day. I'm gonna. I'm going to raise you a nickel on your rushing one. Okay. I'm going to predict Oregon State's rushing total yardage will be in the negative up Ooh, until the, the second half. Oh, look at that. That's... So are you inclu- you're, you're including sacks then, like as the NCAA stats work, because sacks count as You You do however it for... needs to work. That's just okay. what it's I'm saying. It's a stupid thing. College. Yeah. yeah. All right. College rules. That makes more sense. All right, so if, if all those things happen, then uh, that's a pretty dang good game for Oregon. I mean, we're going to have a smoke show of a game, baby. I hope so. <laughs> or we're going to be very sad. And we'll see y'all next week for what could be, well, we'll be regardless, but we'll be a Pac-12 championship game preview. Quack, yeah, baby. Quack. See y'all when y'all come back. Bye. Quack, quack.